Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Utah's own Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs and Pastor Keith Radke of River Community Church in West Jordan. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am your host, Pastor C. Pearson from Redemption Hill Church, usually in studio with Pastor Keith Radke from River Community Church. Uh, but Keith is taking a little break for the next couple of episodes. Um, him and I are preparing to go uh, to Cuba, and so um, we're going to be able to, to minister to some pastors down there, and so he's got some loose ends he needs to tie up. And so I am running this, and I am not... Nor it, I'm not familiar with it completely as Keith is, and so um, if 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 things go go astray, then please do forgive me. But um, in Keith's absence, um, we have um, Heather Zander from Mike and Heather in the morning from Key Radio. Welcome, Heather. Thank you. I, I've only had this pleasure to be on this side one other time in, in a SOG <laughs> episode, and so um, so it's it's great to have you. And and also just a, a shout out to Key Radio for um, allowing us to to use the studio um, and. Uh, we're turn, uh, super grateful for that. Um, also, if you're a new listener to uh, Shouts of Grace Radio, you can listen to uh, past broadcasts by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com, and there you'll see about 68 or so episodes, and feel free to to, to uh, flip through those and uh, catch up as to where we're at. We have been going through a series called Bible Difficulties. We're going to take a, a short break from that, and we're going to actually embark on some um, questions and answers that we have received um, through through email. Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing today, and I've asked Heather to sit in with me um, so we can have that discussion. And so we're going to jump right into it. We've got a number of questions. We'll, we'll kind of go through what we can. And, and again, if, if you're listening and you have a Bible question, um, feel free to go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and drop us a message there. Um, and we would love to um, accumulate those and then have you on a, your question on a future, on a future broadcast. So the first question, Heather, um, comes from uh, Samantha. She says, I recently became a new Christian and I'm so upset with myself and how I lived my life in the past and the decisions that I have made. How do you not think about what you've done when it's in your head every day? That is a great question from a new believer. It is. And I think that as I remember being a new believer and having those same things, just kind of going through your head and feeling that guilt and shame. So it's a real thing. It's hmm. a real thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say this, um, you know, Samantha, that's not uncommon. Um, and I think of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where it talks about not being conformed to the world. But then it says, Heather, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think sometimes people think that when they become a Christian, everything needs to just go from bad to good overnight. And it's like, okay, I thought this way. Now I should think this way. I hurt this way. Now the hurt shouldn't be there. You know, and, and it's just like a switch that goes on. And now I'm good and I act like a Christian and all my past experiences are all healed. But but the Bible actually would suggest that that in some to some degree, we're a product of our past experiences. And because of that, we need to be renewed. Our mind needs to be renewed. And, 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 and during that process where God's renewing us, um, 
Heather, I think you would agree, there's a lot of grace that God gives us, right? Oh, absolutely. I would even venture to say that, you know, Christ has paid the penalty and we are forgiven as far as the East is from the West. And yes, it's easy for us to be washed in our guilt and everything. But in Romans 8, 1, it says, there is therefore now Mm. no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. So Mm. don't condemn yourself. Christ has paid the penalty for you. And he, this is real stuff. This Mm. is a practical thing. It's not one of those academic things where you're like, okay, I know that Christ has paid for my sins, but no, utterly and fully he has paid for those sins and has forgiven you now Mm -hmm. stop where you're don't look behind you look forward and move forward Mm -hmm. to christ i I like um i like the incredibles you know you got that (laughs) you know she goes i never look back that's awesome (laughs) i mean learn from your mistakes yes but don't live in them yeah and you know samantha too um in romans chapter seven just to get let you know that you're in great company because the apostle paul Um, talked about this experience of the Christian life where he said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I hate are the things that I'm doing. And and he goes on in in verse 21 of Romans 7, and he says, I find then that there's this law that sin is present with me, the one who wants to do good. He, He was so captivated by the reality that even though he wants to love God, He's drawn towards doing bad. It was a very, and, and it just leaves him at the end where he just cries out, oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? This is a great apostle Paul that is explaining the Christian experience that all of us go through. God, why don't I obey you all the time? And why is it that I'm captivated by my past experiences? And and Heather, you're 100% right. I think people, the enemy wants us to dwell on what we've done wrong, because when we do, it really robs God of the opportunity to apply that mercy and that grace and move us forward, oops, move us forward to what he has next for us. And so, um, Samantha, I, I just encourage you um, with this, that you are in good company because there's nobody. <laughs> None of us have not been where you're at. You know, I think it's a par par for the course. Yeah. And, you know, Steve, I don't know about you, but when things come up, you know, first I remind myself of that truth, Right. But sometimes God wants you to do some apologizing and to set records straight. And, re, you know, maybe there are some relationships where they got really ugly because of the sin that you brought into it. And there are times when we need to go back to people and apologize to them. Mm. Um, but we can't live in that guilt. It's just that's not a victorious way of living as a Christian, as a person who has been saved through Christ. Uh, so be I would just say be very, very cognizant of what God is trying to teach you. And if the the time is right, definitely go to that person and ask for forgiveness, but don't feel the guilt. Mm. Don't feel that condemnation because that's not of God. Yeah, that's right. In fact, we were just, we were on the, on the morning show with, with you and your, you and your husband. And we were talking about the book of Philippians and where, where Paul talks about, you know, forgetting the things which are behind. I mm. press forward to the things which are ahead. So and that, good. that is so challenging at times because Samantha, you're, you're right. All of us have a past and sometimes the, the, the decisions we've made in the past, they, they still have current consequences to them and we're kind of living it out. And, and I think the challenge is, is God's grace sufficient enough? Is it, is his, does his mercy co- cover you? And then is his grace sufficient enough to carry you through? And, and we would say yes. So keep going. Don't, 
don't be so discouraged that you just throw in the towel because this does, as your mind is transformed, this does get easier. It, mm-hmm. it does get better, you know. So thanks for your for your question, Samantha, um, and, and we'll be praying for you on that as well. Um, the next question, Heather, comes from Jack, and Jack says, what does the Bible say about listening to non-Christian music? My parents tell me I'm not allowed to, but my other friends that go to church are allowed to. So <laughs> you're a parent, you're a mom. <laughs> well, and I, I'm an 80s child, so I have a lot of... <laughs> well, you know, you'll listen to some music and it takes you back to the Wayback Machine and reminds you of things in the past. So I totally get this. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So I, I guess number one is... First off, you know, I don't think that there's a secular and a non-secular lifestyle. I honestly don't believe that. I think that if you are a child of Christ, you live in Christ, you walk with Jesus. So number one, we can't really put a line, a divider of what is sacred and what is not, uh, or secular and what is not. But uh, I think that we need to just remember to honor the Lord with all of our hearts and with our lives. And if the music that we're listening to is something that goes against the Lord and, it, and it's not true or it's not pure, then we shouldn't listen to it. That's right. That's right. And, you know, um, um, sorry, I just had a, I had a mind blank. Um, Jack, um, sometimes the Bible tells us what to do we always look for it to tell us what not to do right sometimes it encourages us of what to do and i think of ephesians 5 verse 19 um it says and do not be drunk with wine with which is in debauchery but be filled with the spirit addressing one another in psalms in hymns in spiritual songs singing and making melody to the lord with your heart and i think i think if we always look at christianity as what i can't do Right. And, and it becomes the rules like, well, am I allowed to listen to this type of music? And, and I think we can be in danger of missing what God does want us to do. And so oftentimes what happens is when we approach that in any area of life, we're actually te- we're actually wanting to know, tell me where the line is. Tell me where the line to where something technically becomes sin. And now I'm sinning. And, and oftentimes the motives of our hearts, because our hearts are wicked, is that we we want to walk just the side of the line that doesn't technically make something sin. And, and I think what God wants us to do is focus on, on what we can do. And, and that encouragement is listen to songs that build you up. Listen to music that builds you up. Now, now you know, I understand that people can get super legalistic about it. And so there, there's two things here um, for you, Jack. Number one is that um, I'm, I'm guessing if, if you're living with your parents and your parent and you're under your parents' authority, then there is this thing called obedience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, if, if, if your parents are saying, hey, listen, this is what, you know, we want from you, we want to let you know that. That, you know, as parents, I don't think they're trying to squash your joy. I think they're trying to raise you in the ways of the Lord. And there are certain things that are important to them to impart to you. And so and so in that regard, we would say if your parents are saying, hey, you know, we don't we don't want you listening to this, then there is an obedience aspect that you need to give um, and render unto the Lord by obeying them. Now, having said that, you know. There will come a point where you will reach an age where where it will be appropriate for you to decide what you want 
to do with your life and in regard to the things you watch, the things you listen to, the things you wear. I mean, we can put all those things in that category, Heather, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing is when you reach that 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 point, there still is this aspect of needing to honor God and the things that God wants for you, not just the things you can't do. And so we would encourage you um, to, when, in regard to the music part, is is it edifying? Does it build you up? Does it draw you closer to the Lord or does it kind of pull you away? And 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 unfortunately, music in today's world can do that. It can mm-hmm. pull you away. The the lyrics, the things, it, it it entices something that's built into us that loves music, which which arouses emotions, and those emotions can be good or bad. And so we'd encourage you to 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 kind of look at that and, and, and assess that. So mm-hmm. um, thank you, Jack, for your question. Um, and we'll go to a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. I am Pastor Steve Pearson with Redemption Hill Church um, in studio today uh, with Heather Zander sitting in and filling in for Pastor Keith Radke, who is taking a break for a couple weeks. And we have been going through a series of questions that have been sent to us via email. Um, and we uh, talked about um, about what it's like to be a new Christian, a question from Samantha, um, Jack, um, having some questions about what he what what he's allowed to listen to. And these are some great they questions. Are, they wow. are they? <laughs> this is real life Christianity, <laughs> right? Because because let's face it, when when we become Christians, you know, there, there's a part of us, you know, well, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we want to obey God, but we have we have a past life that's that the Bible says is in contrast, in war, really, with the things of the Spirit, right? The parts of the flesh are in war with with God's Spirit. And so sometimes we're like, uh, where do I fall in this? How do I do this? And so it's a part of everyday life. Um, and so anyway, um, the next question I want to go to, Heather, is from Chrissy. Chrissy says, the Bible tells me that if I don't forgive a person, that God won't forgive me. I have a relative who hurt me when I was younger, and I don't ever want to see them or talk to them again. Is that unforgiveness? And do I have to have them in my life for God to forgive me? I'm so confused. Wow, that is a great, great question. It is a great question. Wow. And there just there's a lot of hurt there in that in that question too, which means that we really can't take this one very lightly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't know about you, Steve, but I mean, I've had my fair share of, a, well, I've even had a situation very similar to that. And that is, for me anyway, that's the Lord that has to work in your heart because mm-hmm. you can't, number one, you can't forgive in your own power. I've just experienced that. Yeah. It's just not possible. So what does the Bible say? You know, um, Chrissy, it's it's a great question. And I'm I'm guessing um, that you're talking about Jesus' Sermon on the Mount out of Matthew chapter 6 when he's talking in the Lord's Prayer there around verses 12, 13, and 14. He says um, that that we're to pray um, that our sins will be forgiven as we forgive others. And then he actually goes on to say, for if you don't forgive the sins of others, neither will your Heavenly Father forgive you. Um, I think it's in around verse 13 or 14. And so um, what does he mean by that? Well, first of all, we always have to go back. When, when we're talking about the Bible, we have to go back to what we know is true. 
And what we know is true is we're not saved by any work. So, so there's nothing that we have to do except express our faith in Christ and God saves us. And so if your question is, I have to do this in order to get this, then that would go against what the rest of the Bible would say about how God saves us. And so what is Jesus talking about there? Well, Jesus is really talking about this idea of a person who says they know God. And if you know God, you know the forgiveness of God and what God has forgiven you of. And then that person taking a stand and saying, I will not ever forgive this person for what they did. Now, we're not talking about struggling with forgiveness, right? Because that's something that I think all of us do and we bounce back and forth. And what it typically looks like is there might be a day where you're like, you know what, Lord, I just forgive him and I just pray you. And then there might be another day where you're emotionally charged and you're like, uh, forget that, you know, fry him, Lord. It's like, you know, so, so we're, I don't think we're talking about that because none of us can really tr- truly know our heart, but I think it's the adamant stand that says, I will never ever forgive this person for what they've done. Then Jesus is suggesting you might want to go back and look at what you've been forgiven of because mm-hmm. he actually alludes to this in a parable, Heather, in, in Matthew chapter 18, where he's talking about a king who had a servant who owed him so much money And there was no way he could pay him back. And so the servant came and fell down and cried out for mercy and said, please forgive me of the debt or give me more time so I can pay it. And the king actually forgave him of the debt, right? And so this servant went out and there in Matthew 18, I think it's verses like 17 through 35 or something like that. And he actually finds somebody, Heather, who owes him like five bucks. Mm. He puts his arms around, his hands around his neck. He chokes him out. And he says, pay me what you owe me. And the guy said the same thing that that servant had said to his king. Just give me some time. Have mercy on me. And he said, no. And he threw him into debtor's prison. And then what ended up happening is the king heard that. He called that guy back. And here's what he said. He said, you wicked servant. He he classified him as a wicked servant. I forgave you. But you didn't go out and forgive the other person. Therefore, you're going into debtor's prison until you pay every last thing back. And then Jesus said, so will my heavenly father do to you who don't forgive from your heart. And so what is he talking about there? I think he's talking about the same thing. I think he's talking about the person who says they understand the depths to which they've been forgiven. And then they go out and they apply that same mercy to others. Now, having said that, I will say this, Chrissy. No, you don't have to have them in your life and you don't have to talk to them. And depending on what that hurt is, there are some hurts, Heather, that take place that there will never be reconciliation in this life because of the degree of the of of the hurt. So that doesn't mean they have to be in your life. It just means that God wants to do business with your heart so that you're that servant that understands you have been forgiven of much. You can forgive from your heart and still have emotional you know, quarrels inside with that. And it's just that adamant position that says they don't deserve forgiveness. I'll never forgive them. That's where Jesus is saying, you better be careful with that. Yeah. I think, though, too, Steve, that you had a guest come in a while back and you had an extensive discussion about forgiveness. And that might actually help our friend hmm. here as well, just to listen in. Yeah. Go back to the past broadcast. There's two parts. Um, forgiveness part one and forgiveness part two and, and, and check that out. So thank you for your question, Chrissy. I hope that, I hope that helped. Um, our next question comes from Kathy. Oh, two K names. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who says they're a Christian, but they are living like they don't know God. I don't want to judge them or be legalistic 
what is okay for me to say without being condemning? That is great. Oh, yeah. That is great. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think first before you ever approach a person is you need to pray. Pray to the Lord and ask him for the wisdom. Uh, He already has told us in his scripture, in, in his word, how we are to regard one another. So start there. Um, and then I think having just a couple of questions uh, ready and just ask the person and hold them accountable. I think that's mm. probably a good way to start. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want to be condemning. But I guess my other question is, are they new Christians? Are they still yeah. trying to figure this out? Um, so that would yeah. be a follow up for me. Yeah, Kathy, I would I would agree with that 100 um, percent. And I, I would say this, Kathy, that it's not. It's not condemning and it's not judgmental for us to stand for righteousness. Right. It is not. And and I think, Heather, that's something that's happened in in the modern, you know, church today is that there's this move away from anything that might be viewed as legalistic and it's actually embracing licentiousness in mm-hmm. some degree. It's it's saying that, look, in, in the attempt to not come across like we don't want to condemn people, we're actually going to go and allow everything. And the Bible still says, Heather, that God still says, be holy as I am holy, right? I mean, that's something that we're called to do. And so just because, you know, we have to say something to somebody or we have to approach somebody because of something that they're doing that's not Christ-like. To your point, Heather, we definitely pray. But, but Kathy, we go still, right? That's This is what Galatians 6, 1 says. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourselves, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And so what he's saying there is, look, if, if you see somebody who's sinning, and, and this says, interesting, they're caught in it, mm-hmm. right? They, they, and, and if they're a believer, that's what happens. They get caught in it. They typically don't see it. But you who are spiritual, now that doesn't mean you're holier than thou. That just means you're not caught in it and you have spiritualized to see it. Then you go to that person and you go to them with a heart of restoration and a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself because you too could be tempted. You're the same as they are, right? And so you may not be caught in that particular sin at that moment, but it's still in you. And so I think the the the, the encouragement there is don't not go, mm-hmm. but go in prayer, go with a heart of, of humility, understanding you're just like them, and then say what needs to be said. Because to be silent about it is to actually allow it to continue. And and that's not God's heart either. No, and it's not loving. If you see somebody trapped in sin, then it's not loving to just say nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Your motivation is also really important. And I think that's why I'm always like, just start with prayer and have the Lord change your heart if your heart needs changing, if you have a spirit of of criticism, right? (laughs) I have that spiritual gift of criticism. (laughs) But go to the Lord then. But if our motivation is love, then part of that is it's patient. We're mm. kind. We're gentle. There's the fruit of the spirit there. And 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 again, being patient with our brother and sister mm. as well. And that's really important. Yeah, yeah. And Kathy, I would I would encourage you too. In Ezekiel thirty three, um, there's he's talking about this watchman who's on a on a tower and he says, If you see the hurt coming, the sword coming, and you don't say anything and it takes people away 
then then you're going to bear some responsibility in that. But if you warn them and then they don't do anything and the sword comes and takes them away, then then it's on them. And I, I think the principle there for us as Christians is, look, if we see hurt, remember the wages of sin is death, it's destruction. If we see that hurt that's going to come their way and and we don't say anything, that then we do bear in God's economy some sort of responsibility in that. But if we do say something, we say, hey, look, I see you going down this direction. This isn't good. Um, I want to encourage you. You got to stop this. And, and they stop, then it's great. If they continue, then it's on them and it's their responsibility. And so, Kathy, I want to thank you for your question. Um, we are out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. We want to thank you for tuning in to Key Radio and listening. And again, if you want to go back and listen to past broadcasts, go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and we will see you on our next episode. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is a joint outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah, and River Community Church in West Jordan, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show, and from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. 